0: of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by the last man standing with loserpool.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon, and we're going to be talking Shkodran Mustafi, Nicolas Pepe, Laurent Cushione, and more. Hello, good evening guys. Wait, thank you for joining us on this live stream. I am joined this evening by a very special guest. Uh, it's none other than Mittel. Mittel, welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, mate, making your debut. How are you doing? I'm all good, thank
1: all you. All good, thank you.
0: Good, good. Glad to have you on board, mate. And we'll be talking uh, all sorts of different subjects today. Mittel's going to help us in that discussion. We'll be taking your comments live uh, via Twitter, via YouTube, or via Facebook, depending on where you're joining us from at the moment. Big hello to everybody who's tuning into the replay later on. If you're listening on iTunes, don't forget to hit subscribe, leave us a review. If you're on Spotify, uh, don't forget to do the same, and your support is very, very much appreciated. Now, Mittal, let's talk uh, about Nicolas Pepe, lots and lots and lots of talk about this. It's been going on for a few days. We've seen pictures of him now, uh, at the uh, you know around Arsenal, getting his medical done, etc., etc. Really pleasing to see. I'm just going to share my screen with the guys uh, watching live at the moment, so they can see, uh, of course, what it is that we're looking at here as well. Let me just uh, find that. Here we go. Let's have a look. So Nicholas Pepe uh, has been pictured. Uh, you know going in for his medical taking lots of photos etc etc all the usual stuff uh, we're hearing uh, that it's going to be announced in the next uh, day or so. Uh, Sun's headline here pepperazzi Nicolas Pepe clutches Arsenal bag after completing medical ahead of 72 million pound transfer. First of all Mitchell, how are you feeling about this transfer? Are you as excited as everybody else? Yes I'm
1: personally, yes, excited, I'm personally excited, about excited about it about it um it's given us the buzz around the fan base it's given like a feel-good factor at the moment despite um we had a frustrating transfer window that, because of the fact that everyone is speculating around the 45 million budget and that would well, that budget that's been talked about wasn't going to be helpful in terms of competing with other clubs amongst the nearest but i feel this player has got a lot of quality in him. he's quite technically good and he's very pacing and um also he scores lots of goals and we've seen from his stats last season he scored 22 goals and i know he can be very much a good upgrade on alex
0: bobby absolutely and it's really interesting isn't it because there was all this talk about the 45 million transfer budget Vinai came out himself and said i don't know where you got guys got that figure from it certainly didn't come from us however when you look at the deals that arsenal have done this summer danny Ceballos on loan from real madrid um William Saliba has been bought from Saint-Etienne, but he'll spend the season on loan there before he eventually joins up with us. So so when you look at those deals and you look at the structure of them and the structure of this uh, Nicolas Pepe deal, Arsenal actually haven't laid out a great deal of money up front. So to say that that 45 million budget thing was nonsense is probably not very accurate, I would say, because, you know, Arsenal have not really laid out that much money, have they? These deals are going to be done over a long period of time, which is great. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily say that that story uh, was bullshit. What do you make of that? Do you think that, um, you know, Arsenal have kind of masked over the fact they don't have much money by doing this type of deal?
1: I think there's, there's a great way of seeing it because you're doing your business quietly um, this is all of a sudden when I found out on Saturday morning when David Ornstein tweeted about this, I was like, wow, we're actually going for a play for 72 million. That's incredible. Um, I think we should be, every other fans got really put off about this. So I would definitely say that um, even though it wasn't promoting the club in the right way, as we talked about before. But I do feel that this is giving like a, a big statement of intent in terms of how we're going to go forward with the club with the new structure that is set now and with Unai Emery in the, in the regime. Yeah, ab- absolutely.
0: So, Nicolas Pepe looks as though it's a done deal. We're just waiting for the announcement now. Um, lots of excitement around this, lots of buzz. Fingers crossed he can come in a- and make a real impact on in those wide areas and really add another dimension to what, let's be fair, is already a very dangerous Arsenal attack. You know, we certainly uh, do have some good players in those areas. It's probably the other end of the pitch that we're a little bit more worried about. And speaking of the other end of the pitch, uh, we've got to talk about this man, Laurent Koscielny, the Arsenal captain. Uh, Laurent Koscielny doesn't expect to play for Arsenal again as Edu meets Rennes president. Now, Arsenal technical director Edu sat down with Rennes president Olivier Letang in London on Monday to discuss the potential sale. Now, we know what happened with the pre season tour. We know that Cosciani refused to go. We know that it didn't go down very well with the club or its supporters. But is it time to just let Lauren Cosciani go? Do we just cut our losses, wash our hands of him? We are getting a substantial uh, amount off the wage budget by allowing Lauren Cosciani to leave. But we do need to replace him as well, don't we?
1: Yeah, we need to replace Lauren Cosciani. I know um, Arsenal's defence, with the issues we have in defence, has been like Achilles' heel. And that's the major area that we actually need to sufficiently address. Um, no player should be bigger than the club. I know he's been our club captain, and um, I was actually shell shocked when this has happened, because he's been a very low servant at the club and someone who I've admired the most in terms of his professionalism. Um, it's caused a huge disappointment to me personally because there's someone I really looked up to as one of the Arsenal leaders, one of the most experienced players who's been at the club since 2010, and the way. The club has backed him through his peak periods, his dark days as well, like with his injury he had um, a few seasons ago against Atletico Madrid in the Europa League semi-final, as well as in his early first season when he made a mistake that cost us the League Cup final against Birmingham at Wembley. So the club has backed him in so many occasions I think that wasn't the right way to repay back. I think he should have gone on pre-season then he would have stated to say that would have gone in the right and um, faithful way, I would definitely say, because that wasn't... The way he should have gone gone by, it was it was quite frustrating. It's quite um, a dark day at Arsenal in terms of the way he's actually come, put out and saying I'm not going to come come, to pre- come on season I just think he's so bad. It's just so bad. I mean, a player of his calibre and the players experience, players of his quality should know better. And he's not giving an example to any other players as well. But he's going to be one of those players that was having that kind of presence now. But I don't think it's time to go now because. I think he's not getting any younger anymore, uh, anymore. And there's elements in his game that he's made mistakes now. And it really let our defense much da- uh, very down, or we made our defense down, I would say, towards the very end of the season in Unai Emery's first season. So that's definitely an area that we should definitely address. I, know, I hope we do actually uh, go out and spend or get a player on loan just for us a short-term fix in our defence because we've conceded 51 goals in the league in the last two Premier League seasons, including Wenger's final season and with Unai Emery's first season. So definitely that's an area that we need to address as well because it's always these issues we have in defence that with sloppiness, inconsistencies, the tendency to concede goals, fouls, it's far too much. And sometimes you've lost the worst for sometimes when it comes to defensively. That's cost us the you We might be good up front with the flair, with the attacking flair. Now we've got with Pepe coming in, with Lacazette and Aubameyang, we've got one of the two best strikers in the world. But our defence is not that strong enough. And we know that teams can whack us. They can score against us. You know, let's let's give Arsenal a go. And you know that our confidence hits down badly. So I don't think Kosione, for that move, I'll self-shock. I self so shocked. i can not believe that's happening yeah you're absolutely
0: right it's disappointing to see your club captain of course want to move away and and go about it in the way that he has. That's the the most disappointing thing about it. Let's talk about another defender, uh, Shkodran Mustafi. Arsenal have reportedly received an inquiry from Monaco into the availability of the 27 pounds rated defender, Shkodran Mustafi. And before I bring you in on this, Mittel, I want to say my little piece on this because um, I put some tweets out yesterday um, regarding this. I think it was last night. um, And lots of people have leapt to... Uh, have a go at Skodran Mustafi. Now, I want to make it clear um, before I say this, that this is not a defence of Skodran Mustafi. This is more an acknowledgement of the fact that Arsenal's defensive problems run a lot deeper than Skodran Mustafi. Arsenal's defence is set up poorly uh, from a tactical element. Um, You know, it's not good enough right across the board, uh, we don't have the depth in terms of quality in those positions. We're talking now about the likes of Zek Medley coming into the first team, etc., etc. Nacho Monreal's aging. Rob Holding is yet to have a full season where he, you know, plays at the top of his game. Socrates is not top quality. There are so many things you can talk about when you talk about why Arsenal's defense is the way it is, and to blame it solely on Schrodman Mustafi for me is wrong. Now he does make mistakes, and You know, by all means, he's probably not good enough to play for Arsenal Football Club. And I would like to see him leave if we get somebody in to replace him. But if you think that getting rid of Shkodran Mustafi is overnight going to solve all of Arsenal's defensive problems, I think you're naive and I think you're wrong because the problems are much deeper than that. There is so many elements of this Arsenal defence that are all over the place. There's no communication between the midfield. When certain players go forward, who's staying back, who's keeping an eye. There's no willingness to shift over and protect the gaps vacated by the fullbacks when they bomb forward. There is no communication at times, uh, you know, between the goalkeeper and his defenders. There are so many elements of this Arsenal defence that are not good enough. And if people want to sit there and say that it's all down to Mustafi, I'm sorry, but I think they're wrong. Mittel, your take on that?
1: I mean, I agree with you. He's not just like one player. Um, I know Mustafi's made a lot of mistakes and in terms of his defensive areas is something very hard to take and especially the game that we've lost to Crystal Palace at home that really dented our um, top four hopes and that really cost us our place not getting back into the Champions League again for the third consecutive season. I do feel that um, always when I talk to people and even fans around me, Arsenal fans or even general football fans, when I say about Arsenal's defence, it's not all about us spending big players. If we do spend big, I'm just giving examples, a case study like Liverpool, because um, when Klopp came into Liverpool like, um, three, three, three or four years ago now, um, he didn't have the team that he wanted, and most of the defence he had was still there, like Lovro, um, Robertson, he got from Whole City, um, Alexander from the academy, and I think there should be a mixture of youth and it's a bit of a mixture of experience, but there must be like one sole character who has, a, who's a leader, who's a warrior. Um, Who's, who's a, when I say he's got character, he's got a um, tendency not to just just to defend. He loves the art of defending. I'll definitely say that sense because um, you think about Virgil van Dijk and his presence within the back four of Liverpool is significant. And you've seen the, his record in Liverpool's defence and I think Arsenal really need that. I wouldn't say spend Beek, I think we've got a good amount of youth players at the moment in terms of of Bellerin. I think he's, he's gone better under Unai Emery. Rob Holding, I think he's much more of a better player under Unai Emery as well. Um, I, I do feel we need maybe one defender that we can maybe splash big and that's someone that's both a leader leadership figure like a big figure definitely say like someone like a virgil van dyke someone that a similar type of player as virgil van dyke like you can actually stand that back that back and actually lead that back four and well, don't have that
0: would you would you say middle though that see people talk about virgil van dyke and that he you know completely turned around liverpool's fortunes and To a degree, I agree with that, but then when you look at it in a little bit more detail, you'll see that they improved in the goalkeeping area with the signing Mm, of Alison. Of course, Alison. Yeah. You know, Robertson has been fantastic at left back. Alexander Arnold has been brilliant at right back. There is so much more to that Liverpool defence than just Virgil Van Dijk. They've really come on a long, long way as a team. Before we continue, though, I want to say a massive shout out to everyone who's watching us on the live stream at the moment across YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We have over a hundred and ten of you watching live at the moment, so a big thanks to all of you. We're going to take a short break, and when we're back, uh, we'll be continuing the discussion. This is a Sofa Sports Media production follow us on Twitter at Media. Subscribe to our Premier League show by searching for Sofa Sports Media on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you download them from. Join the Sofa Sports Media family to enjoy lots of exclusive content for the 2019-20 season. Sofa Sports Media, subscribe, enjoy, and join the discussions. Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. It's that time of the show where we go to your comments. Let's run through the comments. Uh, Wang says, good evening. <laughs> good evening, mate. Uh, Shout-out for Mittal here from Ben Turner, 2226. One. Uh, big hello to Ben. Uh, Dro the Guna says, what's good, fellas? Hello, hello. Good evening, guys. Uh, ben Turner goes on to say, call me miserable, but without centre-back this summer, I'm still worried. I, I agree with you, Ben. I think that... It's a position that clearly needs addressing. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can go on to do that and do the business that we need between now and the end of the transfer window. Graham Sutherland, regular listener, big hello to Graham, says, I think it's been a good transfer window so far and it isn't over yet. Exactly, Graham. It isn't over yet. Lots uh, more business, I hope, to be done in the coming days. Hopefully we get a centre back in. Hopefully we get the Kieran Tierney Deal over the line, Richard Morris. Hey, Harry, first time watching live. Big shout out to uh, Richard, uh, Nick NW2. We seriously need to get Mustafi out. There's a lot of hate towards Mustafi,
1: isn't there? Mittal, I mean, there is. I mean, um, I think it's not been great at all. I mean, even despite he plays for the club, I think we should respect him that he plays for Arsenal Football Club. And we've seen in the Emirates Cup that he was being booed. Um, I found it really bad actually, even though he didn't make it. I don't see he's made mistakes, but still looks bad. I think it shows that urging fans are just morning to go now because I think that all the fans have really had enough. Yeah, I agree.
0: Agree. the uh, Guna says, any news on Rogani? There is nothing new on Rogani. We continue to hear that he's linked with a move from, uh, from Juventus to Arsenal. Uh, it's understood that Juventus are happy to let him go, but they need to be compensated in the right way. I don't think Juventus are looking to sell Daniele Rogani at the moment. It would be a loan deal. That's my understanding. That's what I've been reading uh, from the Italian press uh, today. Let's see uh, what else we've got here. Loads and loads of comments coming through. Big thanks to all of you. Uh, Emilios underscore 92. Good signing. But until the centre back position and left back is sorted, and maybe even a backup right back, we won't finish top four. Now, that is a really good point about the backup right back. I've been blabbing on about that all summer because when you think about it, Hector Bellerin is not going to be ready for the start of the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ainsley Maitland Niles, for me, has done okay, but he's not a right back. And we started to see that towards the mm-hmm. end of the season, in particular. Mittel, to you, is it important that we get another right back in? To me, I think it's very important. And this might be a little bit controversial, but I'd say it's more important than getting a left back in because we do have two left backs. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's a tight one, man. You put me on the spot there, Harry. Uh, I mean, I want a left back, and I re- I really want Kieran Tini to come at the club. Don't get me wrong, because of the fact that's a long term replacement for Monreal. I think he's aging, and I think he's coming to the very peak. And we've got a match as well, who cannot play as a back four. He's more as a le- as a left wing left wing back because he loves attacking. He's more good in attacking sense. But in terms of right back, I agree with you totally. I don't think people do forget, and I think I'm going to make this another. I think we do need another right back. And if you get someone like Danny Elvis on the free, that would be a good signing in terms of bringing a bit of experience in, into the back four. Also, we have. I, mean, I know people don't talk about Callum Chambers, so I don't think he's going to be loaned, but he's ideally as a right back and he can play at centre back as well. So maybe he can maybe provide sufficient cover in the meantime. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Emory's thinking behind that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, won't it, how that pans out. But that's a great
0: point there. Uh, a right back is is a position that we need to be considering too. Zod Sinclair, I'm glad about Pepe. Now we can focus all the remaining funds and energy to getting a centre-back and improving the back line. I agree with that. Um, uh, when we were talking about the defence, Malcolm says it's down to the CDM, central defensive midfielder, not protecting the back four. Jacob, Malcolm, I don't think it's just down to Granit Xhaka. As a team, Arsenal need to defend better. We know that Granit Xhaka isn't the most mobile player, um, but, you know, those same areas were getting exposed when Lucas Torreira was playing there, when Matteo Guentuzzi was playing there, when Coquelin was there before him, when Frimpong was there. It don't matter how far you go back, for years and years and years, Arsenal have not protected their back four well enough as a unit. Um, That's my opinion on that. I don't think that it's solely... Uh, down to to any one player, and I know people like to pick on Xhaka. People like to pick on, um, you know, uh, Mustafi as well. And at <laughs> times they've both let us down. There's no question about that. But they're not the only problem at Arsenal Football Club. Uh, Effie Egbro says Um Titi is trending. He's been linked. Mitchell, would you like to see uh, Samuel and Titi come to the Emirates?
1: Of course, definitely. I mean, he's got um, pedigree in terms of his European experience. Paper, you know, Top ties like Barcelona. I think he's a top defender, someone I definitely would like to have as well. But even if we have him, I don't think we may have like the best back four. But I would say that if it's the kind of back four that will make a difference in terms of being in the top four, not being in the top four, or getting that final fourth place, I think that would key. Yeah, agreed.
0: Uh, ear says, Cronky, I applaud you, but this has to be just the beginning. The fans called on Cronky to do something. Um, some people will say that it was those protests that's led to this. I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fully behind those protests. I was in, you know, sp- involved in it in the background and, and really proud to say that. But I do feel like these deals were in the pipeline before that even was released, because we know that these kind of deals take a while these days. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was already uh, in the pipeline. Kev Kersnall, hope Pepe is an immediate success. Don't want him to go the way Leymar uh, Lamar, sorry. And Malcolm have since leaving Ligue let uh, Let's see what else we've got here. Loads and loads of comments. Uh, just trying to get through them. David Marr. I was at the Emirates Sunday, but I didn't think there was much booing. That's, that's towards Shkodran Mustafi. There certainly was some booing. Um, I, I don't think it was as much as some people have made it out, Though, uh, to be fair. Um, William Saliba. <laughs> that's a good screen name. He says... Uh, this transfer window can't get any better. Unai Emery, hold my beer. Uh, sells and mustache <laughs> uh, Oh god. Uh, Mittel, your take on Joe Willock?
1: I quite like him as a player. I think he's got um, not he's got nurture to improve. I think he's got that kind of player that really wants to improve. I think he can be direct. He can. He's got a bit of pace in him. Um, he lo- he wants to learn. He wants to develop. I just think he would be hopefully. If he's mentored and guided in the right way, with, under Una I think he will be a, a future star. And I'm proud to say he's down to he's down to my local area as well, where I'm living. It's a with local around there, so of course I want to represent him in the sense that he's from my area as well. I'm I'm quite proud of that, to be fair. So I want to support him. I want to actually see him actually develop and nurture. And I think as a as a youth development, I think we that's maybe in an area that we should actually go and pursue. As well. if, despite if he's not going to stick, stick a lot about the budget but if it is that kind of money we've got I think we should rely on youth as well not all the, all the time relying on buying proven superstars he, he could be the next superstar you never know yeah agreed
0: uh, Nick NW2 again who do you think will have a breakthrough year this season I'm really excited about the potential of Saka Nilsson and Willock I'm excited about all of them um, but it is really different isn't it talking about what we've seen of them in youth games in in friendlies when you compare that to coming into the, the, the first team and performing in the Premier League under all the pressure and all the scrutiny, actually, that Arsenal fans put their players under. It, it, it's hard to sit here and say they're definitely going to set the world on fire. Fingers crossed they do well. We all want to see them do well. Of course we do. But it is, you know, a very difficult transition Uh, to make now uh, let's get just uh, before we wrap up uh, myself and Mittal going to have a couple more discussion points so in the comments I want you to describe the signing of Nicola Pepe in one word and we'll come back to those uh, in just a few moments time Uh, let's go back to uh, let's talk about actually bear with me one second let's take this off the screen let's bring this into the screen Mittal your thoughts on this man, Kieran Tierney. Are we going to get a deal done for him? What, in your opinion, is going on here? Are Celtic uh, going to hold out here or are Arsenal going to go back in with a late bid and try and tempt uh, the young Scotsman away?
1: From my understanding, I have a feeling in myself that I think this will happen. It's just a little gut, personal gut feeling. I'll definitely say this is going to happen. I know we had our first two bids rejected. The second one, particularly when we made their £25 valuation, was too many add-ons, but... From what I'm hearing from various reports in the Scottish paper that Arsenal coming close from the green to deal with and And I believe Celtic have signed another left-back as a replacement for Tini. I'm not sure. But they've actually signed a left-back, I know, but I'm not sure. As a long-term replacement for Tini. I have a feeling it was going to happen. Uh, if I say a lot, I really love him. I love the guy because I think what we lack a whole of last season is by the crosses that we've made. We've known people, fans have accused Kalasnach and Monreal for a lack of crosses into the final third. And I think Kirantini is able to deliver that. He's quite direct, he's quite defensive as well. And I think he's, if people have been told as well that he's like the next um, Robertson. So that may, what makes me, excites me more. So hopefully we can get this over the line. And we've been, I mean, Napoli are out of the race now. To sign him so his onus are down to us i think we need to seize the moment take the advantage and use it to our own benefit as a team for how he's going to strengthen the back four um in terms of him with his qualities i think he suits well and i think he's a kind of race type player i feel that will um, mold well within the team he's young and he's got a lot of years ahead of him great stuff
0: let's go back to those comments now we asked you to describe the signing of nicolas pepe in one word while we're live on air here are some of them screen boy eight great <coughs> could have used your imagination there mate <laughs> Earfan <laughs> says shell shocked uh ben dunn says orgasmic <laughs> uh, john says dope um yeah that's that's it uh, 95 winston says is it 100 done harry Not, well, we don't know for sure Um, that, you know, it it is done, but it's pretty much done. It's as good as done. There's photos flying around. I don't think there's any chance of it falling through now, but we've not had the official announcement, if that is your question. Uh, Irfan says, Harry, keep up the great work. It gives me inner peace to share the emotions we go through on a daily basis. Uh, Screen Boys come back with another uh, one-word awesome. Mr. Arsenal podcast says, huge uh, Wasiu says, uh, buzzing. Uh, just before we wrap up, this is, a, this is a point worth talking about. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Middle, I've been banging on about Granite Xhaka uh, all of last season. The listeners will know sort of my take on it. What is your take on Granit Xhaka? Uh, this gentleman says, he's a big problem in our midfield. He cannot play Premier League football, not at the top level. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, it's just a tight question, man. It's just a tight one to say. I mean, when I've only joined, I was kind of a big fan of him because of his um, leadership, a bit of his character that he had before he joined the club with Borussia, watching Glam Black and with Basel. I mean, I know and I agree with fans that he's been of a disappointment for us because he's many times he's cost us goals at at certain games. I don't feel he's a defensive midfielder. I think he can cope with it. Premier League in the Premier League, and I've seen him quite plays quite well with um Herrera, and they've built a kind of a good understanding there. So I just feel sometimes that I think if he, I don't know what the kind of sort of system like that would really benefit granite Xhaka to get the very best out of him. I feel he can work as like a small box to box player that can can do the small like the work kind of work, but not as a defensive midfielder. He can he's quite good at that, good at that in that sense. I think in terms of being box to box in the middle of the midfield. Regaining possession, finding the, um, the missing holes into the final third. I think he's maybe slightly good at that, but I'm not sure. It's a kind of a tight one, but I'm quite supportive of Xhaka, and I want him to do better because he spent big money on him. We spent, remember, 35 million for, um, for a player of that calibre. So it's quite a hard one for me to take. It's hard for me to want to come in. So he's put me on the spot here, but I want to see him do well. And I'm, I agree with fans to say that while well, they're frustrated with him because of um, the qualities that he sometimes lacks and but. I don't know. I don't know. It's quite a tight one. I want to see how well he does under Unai Emery's second season and actually how he modes well. I'm not sure if... Because we've seen a lot of times last season in terms of Emery changing his tactics quite a lot. So I'm not sure what sort of system Unai Emery plays in that really would suit Granit Xhaka.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, won't it? Just some of the comments coming through. Xhaka is trash. Xhaka is better suited for... Serie A. Um, ben Dunn makes the good point. Xhaka does 75% good, 25% bad. The good he did last season went unnoticed. Absolutely spot on. Um, Xhaka, in one word, liability. Um, it's an easy answer. How did he make it as a professional player? Xhaka could come to the South African League and still be below average here. I, I don't agree with that, man. I'm sorry. like I, I, just, I just don't agree with it. All he can do is pass sideways and backwards. He still can't tackle, um, but that—that—that's the point, isn't it? Xhaka's mobility lets him down so much. Um, I believe a new season with Torreira will bring the best out of him. Plus, he's a good passer. The problem here is that what Arsenal fans are expecting of Granite Xhaka is not what Granite Xhaka does. Granite Xhaka is not going to sit there and break up play. Granite Xhaka wants to get on the ball, spray passes left and right. That's what he does. Now, if you can't find a way of accommodating him, then it's best to move him on, um, etc., etc. But to think that this guy is an awful footballer for me is wrong because he's the captain of Switzerland. He's been the captain of, you know, pretty much everywhere he's gone. It looks like he's going to be Unai Emery's captain for the majority of this coming season as well. So, mm. come on, you've got to be fair. You know, there's got to be something that Arsene Wenger, that Unai Emery see in this guy that we're just missing or that some of our fans are missing. Is he is he perfect? Of course he's not. But it goes back to that point again, which I'll make again and again. And later on in the week, we'll be releasing a video, five things that Arsenal need to improve on in the new season. And one of them is the shape. And you'll see in that video, um, because it's already been recorded, you will see that this is just simply a case of a square peg trying to go into a round hole. That's what it is. It's not that he's a bad player. It just doesn't fit um, with our current model and the way that we're, we're trying to play. Uh, that brings us to the end of the stream, guys. We're coming up to the half an hour mark. Mittal, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to have you on again soon. Uh, do you want to let our listeners know how they can follow you on social media and keep up no with
1: your
0: How can people follow you? What's your Twitter See, I'm on it?
1: social media. So if you go got my... 200 uh Mitts underscore s. So if it's M I T T double Z underscore s. So if you find me with my picture in there, you definitely know and give me a follow. While I'm getting along with my career in sports media.
0: Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. We'll be back tomorrow with another stream, unless uh, there is any transfer announcement this evening. Um, but you can catch me later on as well on the same old Arsenal podcast, uh, joining Craig and Colin on on this week's edition. Until then, take care.